You are tuned to the Get Out Those Old Records podcast with your hosts, Sewell Time and Funny Bone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35, the big three five. I'm Sewell Time. I'm here with Funny Bone. It's an odd night for us. It's a Monday night, um, actually a holiday Monday night. And uh, and on top of all that, we're starting a little early. Funny Bone, can you hear me? I hear you, Soul Time. All right. Uh, so, what do we got going on tonight? Who's our uh, featured artist, Funny Bone? Well, tonight we're featuring the late, great Bobby Pickett. You probably best know him for his smash, recurring Halloween hit, The Monster Mash. <laughs> uh He's got a few other tricks up his sleeve, as we'll hear tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I, I got to tell you, this has been like a really interesting journey uh, looking into, and I think this is our first sort of featured novelty song artist um, that we've that we've done, and... Certainly, it's uh, an oddball genre, um, no matter how you look at it, but this uh, gets even crazier. And so, um, as for usual, I'd like to um, encourage the folks to, uh, if you're listening to the talk-only version of this, to get a hold of that playlist, that companion playlist in Spotify that we provide the link to in the description, and follow along with us. We do three sets of four songs. So set number one is songs one through four. Set number two is five through eight. And of course, we finish the evening off with nine through 12. As I'm doing the math here in my head, and that sounds about right <laughs> with our third closing set. And um, we're going to get things started here straight away. Uh, but before I do, be looking in the chat, those of you who are with us live tonight, Look in the chat to see if you can um, answer our poll. Uh, who is the scariest monster? And, of course, the classic choices, Frankenstein, the mummy, Dracula, werewolf. I'm sure a lot of our fans out there are going to be a little bit biased because of the monster serials, but that's okay. Um, I'm getting a little spooked just thinking about the poll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to start things off too scary tonight. Our first set is going to be some um, related and background uh, music to the great Bobby Pickett. And we will be hearing from a 1962 record by, well, actually by the Blossoms, but credited as the Crystals. And after that, what do we have, Funny Bone? What's not, uh, track two after that? Track two, we're going to follow the Crystals with Ricky Page. Then we're going to hear from D.D. Sharp and close out our first set with the birds. All right, so let's get started with the Crystals. The music tracks that play here have been removed to avoid penalty under current copyright policies and enforcement strategies. You can find a link in the description to a Spotify playlist of the music featured in this broadcast. Ah, oh, yes, the birds there. What a set. Funny Bone. That was just fantastic. Uh, we heard from um, 
um, a, a great little package of artists there. Um, starting at the top with He's a Rebel, which I'm hoping uh, most people who are fans of this podcast probably heard that song at one time or another. Credited to the Crystals as a 1962, no, late 1962, November to be exact. Song written by Gene Pitney. It was originally recorded by not the Crystals, but the Blossoms. Producer Phil Spector, another scary monster. <laughs> <laughs> we should have added him to the poll uh, <laughs> produced by uh, Phil Spector uh, I guess uh, Phil knew about the song I think Gene Pitney might have written it for the Shirelles and they turned it down anyway Phil Spector heard that Vicky Carr was about to do a version of it and he wanted to uh, beat her to the airwaves, so he wanted uh, wanted the Crystals to do it, but they were on tour at the time, so he brought in L.A. vocal group The Blossoms um, featuring Darlene Love to cut that record under the agreement that it would be released as a Crystals record. And uh, you can imagine uh, the surprise when the Crystals heard their hit come on the radio and it wasn't them. <laughs> um, uh, I read somewhere too, that they had to like actually get a, a new lead singer to go out on because they added that song to the repertoire and the lead singer of the crystals at the time could not quite hit Darlene loves uh, lead vocal <laughs> there. Uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. And so what do we, what do we hear after that? Um, well, uh, we followed that up with making a fool of myself by Ricky page. And that song was released as a B side to her Harper Valley PTA 1968 single for spar records. Uh, now making a fool of myself that was written by Gene Norris and Kirk Richards. Uh, and I'm going to tie in the crystal story here. Uh, Ricky page is considered one of the crypt kickers as in Bobby Boris Pickett and the crypt kickers. Uh, as she was a background singer on the monster mash alongside the blossoms who Amazing. we heard singing. He's wow. a rebel. Uh, and uh, a few of the other uh, crypt kickers um, such as Gary S Paxton. Uh, but uh they were. She also featured on other artists of that producer uh, Paxton, who produced the Monster Mash. Um, she was another sort of session vocalist uh, in the LA area at the time. Uh, but that was her back out in Nashville with a, a great group of musicians. Yeah, yeah, and of course the Blossoms were um, on countless records as background vocals as well as a. a standout um of course darlene love went on to uh, have a great career uh as a front person um after that we followed that up with another 1962 single um by dd sharp called mashed potato time which uh has one of the most interesting songwriting credits i've ever seen the single was written by Brian Holland, Daniel Ray, Dee Dee King, Freddie Gorman, Georgia Dobbins, Cal Mann, Robert Bateman, William Garrett, and performed by Dee Dee Sharp. 
with backing vocals by the Orions. That is some songwriting credit there. I don't know how you could fit all those people into one room uh, to write a song. I, I'm, I'm imagining uh, each one of them had a pinky finger on a piano coming out with that. Um, it's very strange uh, the way they, they did that. Um, I'm wondering if those are just the session musicians. Who knows? It's an interesting song, Mashed Potato Time, in and of itself, I mean, used as sort of the backbone for the Monster Mash. Um, not just because of the word mash, but the chord progression and the and the beat, uh, certainly. Um, but um, it does refer to the, the dance move, the Mashed Potato. Uh, but this is almost a novelty song in and of itself because it's 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 spoofing and and even mentions all these other tunes like Please Mr. Postman, which has the same chord progression, very similar. Um, they mention The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Tokens and a Gary U.S. Bond song Dear Lady Twist is mentioned. So it's uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny uh, the way these novelty songs or imitations beget more novelty and imitation. Um, and of course we followed that up with, uh, a piece de resistance there. Get, uh, what, what was that one? That was, uh, your gentle way of loving me by the birds off their 1969 LP, Dr. Birds and Mr. Hyde. I got sort of, a. Two birds with one stone here, a nice Halloween y title. Um, but the reason I included this track that was co written by country rock pioneer Gib Guilbo and the notorious Gary S. Paxton. Yeah. The great producer of the Monster Mash. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. An, an accomplished uh, country western songwriter as well. Yeah, yeah, and and Paxton was there in the early days with when Bobby Pickett was trying to be an actor out in L.A., and uh, he he was in the duop projects with Gary Paxton at night doing uh, duop music out there, um, some of which I did run across on Spotify um, as well. More to come. Yeah, More to come. and. Um, so at this time, uh, we'd like to get into our beer share. And, you know, funny bone, I have not made a, a spot yet for this segment, but I'm going to do one on the fly here. You ready? I'm ready. Get Out Those Old Records presents The Beer Share. Hey, so what are you drinking tonight, funny bone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, homemade jorts. Jorts? A, jorts. Wow. Yeah. It's a uh, cream ale by uh, Mass Landing Brewing Company. Um, shout out to the can art here. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, honestly, I bought this beer on its name alone. I couldn't resist. And it's got this, <laughs> I can uh, see that. <laughs> this wonderful sort of... 70s yellow to brown ombre on the cover, which I just loved. Um, it's a cream ale lightly hopped with Simcoe, Citra, and Idaho 7 American Noble hops. Um, very, very clear uh, mm. for, a, for a cream ale. Um, a lot of character and just charming as hell. 
What are you drinking, Soul Time? Well, it's funny you should ask, Funny Bone, because I'm drinking, I'm going traditional tonight, and I'm having a standard uh, favorite, Murphy's Imported Stout Draft Style. Now, this was left in the refrigerator from a family gathering, I think, that took place a few weeks back. Um, sometimes the beer gets shoved to the back and people forget about it. And uh, just like we go revealing and spelunking gems out on Spotify, sometimes you can do the same thing in the top shelf of your refrigerator, only instead of music, it's beer. <laughs> music for your eyes. It lives up to uh, its reputation. It's just your your Irish stout, uh, your uh, Guinness competition since 1865. Uh, they only use the top ingredients of pale malt, chocolate malt, roasted barley, and hops. So the malt is the feature and the hops is the short at the beginning, I would say, for this uh, beautiful, sweet, malty aroma biscuity tasting tasting stout and uh yeah so we do need to come up with a proper spot for that the top of the beer share segment um we'll we'll discuss that later uh but right now we have to announce our poll and let's see let's check in see how it's doing here okay the poll is uh who is the scariest monster there's been some controversy in the chat over what the question means. I mean, I think uh, somebody might be thinking a little too deeply about it, right? Um, it could be the monster. From, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it, it's self-explanatory. Frankenstein, the mummy. There's a lot of room for interpretation. Not really. Uh, Frankenstein... <laughs> The mummy, (laughs) Dracula, werewolf. Well, I guess now that you mention it, there kind of is. You know, there's room for there's a lot of room for interpretation on just about anything, I suppose. And uh, that's that's a good thing. I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna put that one down as a positive. Um. So I think we're ready to kick into the set number two, which are tracks five through six in your companion playlist. Uh, we're going to start off with, well, the hit itself, the monster mash, but a little twist on it. Uh, this is a version by a different band other than Bobby Pickett. And after that, uh, funny bone, you want to take it from there? Track yeah, six. We'll uh, follow it up with Leon Russell. We'll hear from, uh, Stan Freberg, Freiberg. Uh, Stan Freeberg, I think. Freeberg. Yeah, Freeberg. And we'll close out with Stompers. Apologies, Stan. (laughs) Yeah, the Stompers. Okay, so the top of this set, uh, listen, check out this version of the Monster Mash. The music tracks that play here have been removed to avoid penalty under current copyright policies and enforcement strategies. You can find a link in the description to a Spotify playlist of the music featured in this broadcast. Go, 
Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. All right, uh, a little word from our friends at General Mills. Um, go out and get your monster cereal today, um, and uh, don't let them fool you. Don't let those scaries fool you. Uh, they're both good, so uh, buy them both. Uh, you, you can mix them together even, have a chocolate strawberry fiesta in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up our uh, second set of the evening, tracks five through eight. And track five was the song itself. The only time you're hearing the song tonight, uh, the Misfits take on the Monster Mash. And that came off their uh, Project 1950 uh, thing that they did a bunch of cover songs. Uh, and this is in 1999, so sort of a reunion thing. And that is, um, you know, of course, Monster Mash, written by Bo Bobby Pickett and uh, Leonard L. Capizzi. And um, that was Jerry only on bass and lead vocals in that cover. Uh, other personnel included Dr. Chud on the drums, who uh, seems to be very popular in the chat tonight. Uh, Doyle was on the guitar, and it was produced by the the Misfits. And um, Michael Graves was given some uh, credit in there as well uh, for background vocals. And uh, after that, would we have Funny Bone? Well, yeah, uh, we. Uh, well, first off, uh, Doctor Chud was on uh, People's Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, back in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, but we followed perfect timing. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just promoting uh, the monster mash hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Pickett's version it was right. He's a uh, huge proponent, uh, but we followed it up. Uh, track number six, shootout on the plantation off Leon Russell's debut and self-titled LP, Leon Russell, 1970. Uh, the song was written by Russell, and it features half the Beatles performing with him. That's mm -hmm. George Harrison on electric guitar and Ringo Starr on drums, uh, both of whom the album was dedicated to, amongst many other musicians who collaborated with Russell on the album. Uh, he thanked them for their inspirational music, in quotes. Uh, Alan Spenner also did a fantastic job on the bass. Yeah, I, uh, I don't... I didn't know much about Alan Spenner. I looked him up a little bit while it was playing because I was so impressed with that bass track. And yeah, uh, kind of a who's who of UK session musicians. The UK session musician played on almost everything. Uh, unfortunately, passed away at a very early age of 43. Uh, one of those uh, great shining stars who left us a little too quickly. Yeah. Um, and of course, that was uh, Russell on keys and lead vocals and the uh, record, the whole record. And that song was engineered and mixed by the great Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns! <laughs> now, <laughs> why are we featuring another Leon Russell song on the pod? 
yeah. aside from uh, him being a fantastic artist. Uh, well, Leon Russell was supposed to be the piano player of the Monster Mash. However, uh, the story goes he showed up late to the session and ended <laughs> up being the piano player on just the B-side Monster Mash Party. Uh, so Ooh. we'll hear from Russell a little later, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, what do we hear after that, Sultan? Well, just a little thing on the Monster Mash Party. Uh, we might be able to play that because it has the word party after it. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, after that, we heard from Stan Freeberg, 1951, the earliest recorded track on this episode. Uh, John and Marsha, uh, very famous novelty comedy single written and performed by Stan Freeberg, released on Capitol Records, consists of only two words, John and Marsha. And it's uh, Stan sort of parodying the uh, radio soap operas of the day. And, um, of course he's an, you look him up. He's a pretty amazing individual, um, actor, author, comedian, musician, radio personality, puppeteer, advertising, creative director. Oh my gosh. He also worked alongside Mel Blanc on a lot of the Looney Tunes voices I learned as well. So, uh, and very active up until the end of his life. Uh, in the early 2000s, he was still doing voiceovers and movies and things. So, um, yeah, somebody to look up for sure. Uh, what the heck does he have to do with uh, Bobby Pickett uh, or the Monster Mash? Well, we'll find out in set three. Stay um, tuned. Stay tuned, folks. Don't don't touch that dial, whatever you do. Lord have mercy. <laughs> So uh, we closed <laughs> we closed the set uh, with "Foolish One" by the Stompers. Uh, that's a nice little hidden gem of a doo-wop track. Uh, it was released as a B-side in 1962 for Landa Records. Uh, now uh, the A-side of that record was "Quarter to Four Stomp," uh, which was another novelty song. He's seeing it theme here uh a little tangent uh i got a soft spot for the novelty songs uh always charming they're charming i always have uh but uh that quarter to four stomp uh was directly inspired by quarter to three by gary u.s bonds another gary u.s bonds shout out uh and the get this the record reached number 100 on the Billboard Top 100. Nice. <laughs> Talk about edging. Pretty, pretty, pretty fair. Yeah. Um, but it's like I, when the plane comes down and the wheels just hit and the plane yeah. goes back up in the air, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happened. Uh, so I know what you're all thinking. Who wrote Foolish One? Uh, well, it was uh, co-written by Dennis Walton and Leonard Capizzi, the oh. co-writer of the Monster Mash? What was he thinking? Well, it's no coincidence. The Stompers was a band he was in with okay. Bobby Pickett. Bobby Pickett. Uh, now, a very similar story to the whole uh, Blossoms Crystals fiasco. Uh, when Gary S. Paxton went to record Pickett and Capizzi's band then named the Cordials, 
out in Los Angeles or the greater Los Angeles area, uh, he deemed it necessary or some kind of creative control to release the record under the name the stompers instead but it's really the cordials Mm -hmm. um and the cordials themselves had also released uh a single under their own name the cordials uh and that single was the international twist with a b-side of eternal love more uh great hidden gem doo-wop for those doo-wop enthusiasts at home uh, so th- we sort of ended the set there with Pickett directly involved. He was, I don't believe he was singing lead, but he was singing no, he backup. Wasn't. Yeah. Now, one other tidbit there is, uh, you know, we have that sort of uh, stereotypical break where they're talking, uh, very typical of the songs, pop songs from that era, especially doo-wop. And during the Cordial's live performances, uh just out of pure entertainment, Pickett and Capizzi had the idea to do like little gags during those, uh, you know, talking breaks. And one of the ideas for those gags was doing a Boris Karloff impression back when they were playing, you know, right. out in Los Angeles. And thus began the incubation of what would go on to become the Monster Mash and Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Yeah, I believe they were doing Little Darling is the story. They were doing a co- the cover of Little Darling, and he went into his Boris Karloff thing. Uh, and that started it all, like uh, when they were playing live, doing a live gig. <laughs> um, before we get into the, the third set, a couple of uh, housekeeping things here. One is we didn't really talk about Bobby Pickett's... Um, Origins. He was born in Somerville, Massachusetts. So we right can, in our backyard. Us New Englanders can claim him if we like. Um, so and he, we do. my understanding is that he grew up there too, and that's where he formed his love of horror films. And uh, his dad was a local movie manager in Boston somewhere. And um, yeah, he started doing those impersonations at a young age, but he really wanted to be an actor, so he went out to L.A. and started reading parts. Of course, he served from 56 to 59 in the Army, stationed in Korea for a period of time. Um, but yeah, so just a little background there on our guy. And he continued to perform all the way up until his final days Funny Bone, he unfortunately left us in 2007, but was sort of an annual feature uh, singing that Monster Mash song uh, almost up until the day he died and bringing such joy and cultural um, relevance to the holiday, uh, for sure. Um, So... Uh, can we break here just for a quick uh, station ID, Funny Bone? You want to do the honors? You're listening to WGTR. Get out those old records podcast. <laughs> Spelunking Spotify for musical gems since 2020. <laughs> well, we're using that. Uh, that's That's in the can. <laughs> 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 beautiful beautiful um 
Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna kick off with Monster Mash Party. So I implore everybody to listen for good old Leon Russell on the piano there. And after that, Funny Bone, track ten. Track ten is a Bobby Boris Pickett original, Simon the Sensible Surfer. And another Bobby Boris Pickett performance on Let's Fly Away and see if you can recognize the parody. That's a little quiz there for track 11. Let's Fly Away. We've already played the original song of which that is a parody for. And last but not least, Funny Bone. We're going to close out with uh, a sweet little record uh uh, by Bobby Pickett and his wife Joan. Yeah, I like. I, I'm really looking forward to listening to that. I haven't heard that yet, and um, I, I have a feeling it's anything but novelty. And I'm sure it's it, we're it's going to be quality stuff from uh, Mr. Pickett and his wife. Uh, but right now, it's novelty time, folks with Monster Mash Party. The music tracks that play here have been removed to avoid penalty under current copyright policies and enforcement strategies. You can find a link in the description to a Spotify playlist of the music featured in this broadcast. Well, it's not the same without you. Ending on a very poignant, excellent, uh, beautiful note there. Um, Funny Bone. Where'd you find that? (laughs) (laughs) wow deep in the vaults that was some spelunking because i had no idea i was looking for stuff like that and i I, it just didn't come my way Um, it is one of the only uh sincere recordings uh besides his uh the doo-wop the early doo-wop right and that was 1973 right yeah so if we want to go backwards here, the story behind that song is uh, it was released as a B-side to a re-release, a re-recorded re-release of Me and My Mummy, which was featured on that earlier, the original Monster Mash album. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Monster Mash always surged up on the charts around October. Uh, so his name had more relevance, perhaps, and... Uh, Maybe they're re-recording and trying to uh, cash off that with another Halloween-themed record. Um, but I have to imagine that uh, you know he sort of vouched to have that record as, or that song as the B-side, you know, something a little more uh, artistically serious. Uh, it was co-written by himself alongside R.H. Mikasel, um, and produced and arranged by. Gary S. Paxton. Of course, his buddy. Yeah. Longtime collaborator. Yeah. Um, and on this record, he was also uh, credited with the nickname The White Tornado. Wow. Gary S. Wow. Paxton, The White Tornado. Okay. I, I feel like a, there's a Gary S. Paxton <laughs> episode in our future. When... <laughs> uh, apparently, he had uh, a very notorious <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Uh, he was a character, uh, had yep. some. Uh, funny stunts in his heyday. Uh, and then sometime in the seventies um, went full uh, born again mm-hmm. and released almost exclusively gospel records. Interesting. Wow. Um, he continued to write and produce um, 
a lot of country western. Uh, we heard one of his, you know, he always was into country. We heard uh, the birds earlier, a song he co-wrote. Um, but yeah, very interesting character, Garius Paxton. Um, and yeah, definitely and an irreplaceable uh, mark on uh, Pickett's career. Right. Um, he produced Alley Oop, too. I'm just looking at his uh, Wikipedia mm -hmm. page. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Wow. He got his start with those novelty kind of songs. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Weird well, guy. What did, let's keep going reverse chronological. What do we hear at number why, why 11? Why don't we go backwards? Uh, that's what the, the young DJs do. Uh, <laughs> we Before that, track 11, we heard Let's Fly Away, which, of course, was a parody of another novelty song that we heard <laughs> earlier in set two. Um the famous Stan Freeberg, John and Marsha. And you replaced John with uh, Dracula and Marsha with Vampira. And uh, there you go. <laughs> you got a hit. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You can't go wrong. Uh, no, I, I thought that was, uh, that was really cool that um, that came from, um, you know, it's wheels within wheels a novelty of a novelty song. Right. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and before that, on track 10, uh, what did we hear? Yeah, we had another novelty song sure. by yeah. the great Bobby, quote-unquote, Boris Pickett, Simon uh, the Sensible Surfer. Uh, it was a 1963 single for Capitol Records. You know, th that's yeah. the year after Monster Mash. He had uh, a lot of clout in yeah. the music business. So Capitol was happy to publish that something was the House of Beach Boys, it. too. Capital yeah. Records at that time, right? Yeah, they just you know, signed, and the surf rocks oh, uh, sure. pop was really breaking on. So he was, yeah. uh, you know, poking fun at I'm them. Sure, Brian Cohen Wilson heard buddy. that. Yeah, <laughs> it probably kept him from surfing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it inspired pet sounds. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was co-written. Uh, by Bobby Pickett with his buddy Capizzi. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's not, there's really not a lot about this track, uh, but I did find some reviews on rateyourmusic.com. User Master THG gave Simon the Sensible Surfer a 2.5 out of 5 star rating. Oh, come on. While user farts gave a more generous, <laughs> of course, yeah, he better three point five out of five stars. Well, that's a uh, little more reasonable, I guess. Neither user left a written review. Of course, they didn't. They're armchair reviewers. They just do the number of stars and move on. That's terrible. You might find something at All Music. <laughs> they, they they love to. Uh, Give a great, a, a good thumbs down every now and again. Um, so, wow, yeah. So, and, and and of course, we started the top of that uh, set three off with track number nine, the Monster Mash Party, which um, I'll be honest with you, what a what a uh, what a disjointed, uh, ad libbed uh, sort of uh, afterthought. 
but we had to play it just to try to discern Leon Russell playing the piano. Just very simple piano chords in the background. Nothing fancy. Very low in the mix. Yeah, the star of the show was Gary Paxton on that Farfisa or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, um, you know, apparently that was uh, Paxton <laughs> doing all the special sound effects too. Uh, you know, yeah, the, yep, the yep. bubbling, the bubbling uh, science experiments was him blowing a straw and a glass of water. Yeah, and the cr- creaky coffin or door, or whatever, was him pulling a nail out of a piece of wood. Is the story? Yeah, it's good stuff. It's just good old fashioned American fun going on with that whole Monster Mash uh, record. Let may it go number one. The whole LP needs to go number one in 2022 here this season um that's our challenge to the listeners we're counting on you to propel it past the number two spot there wasn't one uh 13 year old in my classroom who didn't didn't know about the monster mash so it is still going strong um yeah and and uh, again that last track funny bone with his wife the one the the song he did with his wife was um way better than i expected it would be but i knew it was, it was a really good. sweet record yeah, yeah. so i nice think i'm going to um yeah i'm going to announce the poll results here and then uh it's a wrap um who is the scariest monster frankenstein the mummy dracula werewolf well let's go low to high frankenstein comes in at a whopping 0% uh, Dracula also zero percent. My two favorites, probably equally so, if I could split my vote. And then the Mummy, at a thirty-three percent, went for the Mummy, and then the Werewolf wins tonight's poll with sixty-seven percent. Wow! And the the that's great. I'm glad. Thank you all of those who participated and voted for the scariest monster. I'm a little disappointed that the the serials weren't represented here. We don't have Count Chocula or Frankenberry being represented. Well, serials not scary. Yeah, well, they can be. I mean, there's enough sugar in them to scare a doctor. Scare your mother. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dessert for breakfast. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so I think funny bone, this has been a great episode. So much fun, uh, exploring, dig a little deeper in a song, you know, that we hear year after year. And, uh, that I, of course, grew up with, we all grew up with it, right? It's always been there and there's been parodies of parodies on this song. This song's been, you know, retooled and reworked and covered and every which way, uh, but loose. And, um, (laughs) At this time, uh, as always, thank you for listening uh, to the world's best music podcast, uh, uh, the world's uh, 1,224th best music podcast, voted three years in a row. Please like, follow, subscribe, or whatever on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're on all the popular social medias. We do everything except for that tyke talk. It was is it Tyke Talk, Funny Moon? Oh no, TikTok, TikTok. Oh. Yeah, we don't we don't do that because uh, we don't know what that is. 
Um, <laughs> you can join us live every other Saturday we try to shoot for, but in this case, we had to postpone. Uh, so we're, we're all over the tired, place. You push it back a couple nights. That's why you subscribe. You get the updates, right? Mm-hmm. Um, listen to the Music Plus Talk podcast exclusively on Spotify. You actually have to have a subscription for that to be worth it. Um, but we do put out a talk-only version on uh, most platforms that you could possibly think of. And the links are in the description. If you do listen to that talk only, be sure to follow along with the uh, Spotify playlist. And uh, Funny Bone, have you got any um, last minute words of wisdom for all the uh, favorite people out there? Get them out, folks.